love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. What the world needs now is love. More love. Stars literally aligned. He's always been the one. There's someone out there for everyone. I'm Nancy Regan, your host on the Canadian Love Map. We are on a journey to uncover and share love stories of all kinds. He's never forgotten to bring me flowers. We're hoping we're going to give a little good news to this world. Even in these dark times, the life continues to go on. It's all about compassion, devotion, adventure, and of course, love. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs love. This is the Canadian Love Map. Well, love is the most important thing. I've had relationships that there are things, you know, most of my ex-girlfriends didn't know about me because I've kept secret because it was traumas of childhood. And I never told them because I didn't feel comfortable telling them. That really made me question a lot of stuff. And so today, the person I want to fall in love with is I want to fall in love with that person that I can sit with and be comfortable enough that she knows me inside out. And I want to give the same thing back. This week's love story belongs to Patrick Gaudet of Montreal, a TikTok sensation whose focus is on life, love, and relationships. When an act of generosity propelled him to viral status on social media, Patrick followed the breadcrumbs and began sharing more open-hearted posts. His audience, mostly made up of women, responded to the tune of millions of views. This is the Canadian Love Map. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for joining us. Well, hi. Thank you for having me. Do you know, when I was a child, TikTok to me just meant the sound that the crocodile made in Peter Pan and because he had swallowed a clock. And now, of course, TikTok is a phrase known by pretty well everyone. However, there are a lot of people I find that are comfortable with other platforms and haven't quite decided to dive in fully to TikTok. You are not one of those people. You clearly have it figured out. Tell me what TikTok means to you. Um, well, it, it's funny, actually, because I've only been on social networks for the past uh, year and a half, I would say. I wasn't very about that before. So Instagram, Facebook wasn't my thing either. And uh, TikTok, just for some reason, decided to uh, kind of act like a bomb and just uh, explode on me and it just took off, right? So that's where I've been putting all of my energy for the past uh, year and a half. That's where I've been using. It's my platform to communicate, the platform I use to uh, educate, motivate, whatever I can do. So that's kind of what it stands for for me. <laughs> so how did this all start? During COVID. So when COVID happened, uh, obviously, we were all at home. You know, all of us were kind of wondering what we could do with our lives. And uh, I, I just wanted to go on there because the times were difficult for a lot of people. And I wanted to hop on there and kind of just motivate and inspire some people. And uh, I started doing that. And it was it was going okay. 
Uh, it wasn't going as I thought it would, because uh, TikTok does take you know some time. You have to be very consistent. Uh, you got to post every single day. It is kind of a part-time job. And uh, we we decided I decided to help somebody out. There was a story that came out about this man named Kevin Ford, uh, who worked for Burger King for 27 years, and he never took any vacation. I don't know if you've heard about this story, but it was all over the news. And I decided to hop on there and kind of use the community to help him out. And uh, the video went viral and we ended up helping Kevin and his family raise over $300,000. And basically that was given to him. So that's kind of the video that took off. And uh, basically people started realizing that I was really trying to help people and inspire. And I started, you know, doing those videos more and more often. And uh, then in November of 2022, I broke up with uh, my ex-girlfriend or your relationship of seven years. And I basically just shifted. I shifted to relationship advice and kind of my relationship experience. And then that's where everything changed. Uh, I went from, I think, 50,000 followers to uh, 300,000 followers in under a year. Uh, and wow. I realized that people were really into this whole relationship advice and dating advice stuff. So that's that's what happened. I, you know, it took me by surprise, you know, uh, quite quite fast. Okay, so I'm curious about how you give that relationship advice because there is a there is a fine line you need to walk probably between being too preachy and yet being helpful enough. Was there a particular post that really was your pivot as that I'll use the word from the pandemic because um, was that, you know, was there a moment when uh, it just took off for you, that whole relationship themed posting? Um, I don't think there was one video particularly because TikTok has a different algorithm than Instagram and Facebook. I think it's an accumulation of mm -hmm. um, I have over, if I'm not mistaken, I have over 70 videos now that have went viral you know, over a million views and stuff. So I don't think there was one. I know there was one that hit really hard was the one that talked about the three types of love that we experience in our life. And again, I'm not, uh, I want to specify, I am no life coach. I am no love coach. And I think that's why that fine line is. Um, I'm just a guy that just talks about his experiences and the way he feels. And I think that's what people can relate to because, you know, I think in 2023, we know there's a bunch of gurus out there that claim to be the best and stuff, but I think people can relate more to a more natural behavior, uh, things that actually can happen and make sense, and they can see themselves in somebody. And I think that's where the difference is for me, I think. I can't okay. guarantee well, it. I know that our listeners are not going to be happy with me if I don't rewind just a sec and take you back to the three types of love in your lifetime. Right. I want you to expand on that, please. Yeah. Well, I, so, so for me, I mean, when I made that video, I was really talking about myself. So the first, you know, you have that first type of love where it's all, uh, excuse me for the term, but lovey-dovey, right? Everything mm -hmm. is amazing. It's great. Uh, but it's more infatuation than anything else. You know, it's not it's not real love. It's your first person that you get to experience things and you kind of fall in love with that whole situation, but not really the person. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is uh, as for me and I guess for a lot of listeners, too, because that's, again, the one that went the hardest um, was the experimental one. So this is the one where you kind of feel all the emotions. You know, you feel the happiness, you feel the love, you feel the hate, you feel the frustration you kind of discover, 
you know, what you like in love and what you don't. And then you get out of that one and you're a brand new person, right? This is when you figure out what you want in your next one. And then the third one, that's the real relationship. That's the one where everything you've always wished for kind of is happening to you. You know exactly what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate. And that's the one that just brings out the best of you, I think. So, you know, that's that's the one I made and it, it went, uh, went vi viral completely. Okay. So I'm going to get personal because you put yourself out there. Uh, have you found that third kind yet? Um, I have. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that one. So it's, it's a difficult uh, situation. It's a different situation. It's a uh, long distance thing for me right now. And uh, I'm working towards it. It's uh, very difficult, but it's definitely the kind of love that I'm looking for the one that I want and the one I'm uh, positive about, the one I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how did heartbreak sort of motivate you to do this? Uh, so I think, I think, and I'm going to speak for a lot of men here. Um, I don't think men really understand uh, love. And what I mean by this is when I broke up back in November, 2022, uh, it hit me pretty hard. You know, this was a seven year relationship. And it kind of made me question all of my past, all of my past relationships. You know, where did I go wrong? What did I do? Why was I seeing familiar patterns, you know, repeat themselves? And so when it happened, I kind of started digging into the whole love language, attachment styles, you know, things like that, which I think a lot of men don't do. And even some women, actually, they don't even know what their love language and attachment style is. So I started digging much deeper into that. And started realizing like, wow, this, this information is pretty right on. It's pretty precise and just started learning from it. And I, I started, you know, analyzing my past relationships and what I was doing then, what I'm doing now and what I'm thinking of doing for my next one as well. And that's when I started realizing, you know what, like, this is important. This is important, a relationship for two people to understand each other. And so I started talking about that. And then when I started opening up, women just started loving it. They started loving the fact that a man could actually open up like that and talk about his emotions. And so I realized that like, you know, men are complaining about not being allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. And then men are wishing that men would do it more often. But yet when it happens, sometimes it could turn around and kind of explode uh, right in your face and not go the right way. So I'm, I'm trying with my TikTok to send that message out for men that it's okay to open up and be vulnerable and hope that he's not going to be judged in return. Hmm. Sounds a little bit like the work that Justin Baldoni is doing now with his podcast, Man Enough. And he's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to, you know, help men understand it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, to show your softer side and you're still man enough. Absolutely. Now, have you had enough positive response from men? Because I know that you say women just loved it. How do the men react? Same thing. I've, I've had a lot of men reach out to me and tell me, you know what, this is this is absolutely great. I'm glad that, you know, some men are are willing to expose themselves that way, because to be honest, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm exposing myself to hundreds of thousands of people showing that vulnerability. And I think that's where men just kind of choke, if that's the right term. They just they want to do it but they just feel like they're going to be judged for doing it. And, and as I have, you know, uh, a lot of men have, you know, called me names and, 
you know, used terms against me and said that, you know, this was uh, sus. I was called, uh, you know, uh, homo. I was called gay. I, you know, a lot of a lot of terms just because I opened up. And, uh, you know, I ignore that stuff. I ignore that stuff because there's a lot more men that wish they could do it than the ones that complain that it's too vulnerable. So, I mean, I, I, I really ignore that stuff. It doesn't bother me at all, at all. That's also a built-in part of really finding a huge following on social media. And I'm curious about how you deal with it. And you say, you, you know, you ignore it, but how do you do that? How do you, what's your, your method for really not letting it get to you if you're getting a lot of that kind of yeah. trolling? Well, the, the truth is, it only happens on social media. It doesn't happen in real life. So, so when I'm out there, you know, out in public, there are some people that recognize me, you know, some people that come see me and say, hey, you're the guy from TikTok, you know, and never, never has someone in person been mean, right? So I think it's this whole being behind your screen thing that the people find the courage to do so, because in real life, they'll never tell you that stuff. They, they won't come up to you and say, hey, I hate what you're doing. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're just, uh, you're not showing what a, a real man is like. And they do it behind their screens, right? So for me, it's comments. And these are comments I'll just scroll through and I'll, I'll sometimes delete them because I just don't want them on my page. But the truth is, I mean, this is a very, very weak percentage of my following. So it, you can't, uh, you can't be willing to do that stuff on social media if you're not ready or prepared to get that stuff in return. That's what I think. Right. I totally agree. And that's sort of what I was looking for. And, and I believe that those comments are much more about them than they are about you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think, I think the people, and in any case, whether it's about showing emotions or being nice, I think that people that are mean are just showing what they're really feeling inside. We couldn't share the great stories that we do here on the Canadian Love Map podcast without the amazing support of Charm Diamond Centers. They are Canada's largest family owned jeweler, and they're proud to be putting love on the map. The folks at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. How is it satisfying or fulfilling for you to do this work? What does it give you? To be honest, I would say, first of all, it, it's, it's a great evaluation of myself. I think doing this work, you know, uh, saying it out loud is an enormous education for myself, but it's also the messages that I get in return. You know, the hundreds and thousands of messages that I've received of people that are saying, thank you. You know, I, I wait for your content every single day. It's helped me through so much stuff, through a breakup, through a bad day. And I think, you know, we always wonder, I don't have any kids by the way. So, so this is a conversation I've had with someone that um, because I don't have any kids, I don't know how I will be remembered. And for me doing this, it kind of gives me that um, value, I guess, to be able to say that I would have left, I left something, you know, the day I'll go, uh, people will remember me as a kind, genuine person. And I think that's, that's what motivates me to continue to do it. That's really cool. How did you become a kind, genuine person? Tell me your story, your life story. I think you only become a kind, genuine person when you've been hurt a lot in your life. Uh, I've been through a lot of financial problems, love problems, friendship problems. And when you when you go through hurt 
through a good part of your life, I think that kindness, when you, when you turn to that, it just becomes your way of life. And as we said, you know, when you said people were being mean, if people are being mean, it's because they're probably going through that phase right now. And eventually I hope for them that they'll come out stronger and kinder. But for me, I became that person, you know, I, even in high school, I was, you know, kind of that like, little geeky person, you know, doing my own thing. And there was a lot of people being mean to me and I was bullied and, and stuff like that. And I think today when I go out and I want, when I see these things happen, I'm the first one to kind of, uh, intercept the situation and try to turn it around. And uh, I've said in many of my videos, you know, people that are mean to me, my answer to that is I'm going to kill them with kindness. You know, I'm going to be so kind to them that it's going to destabilize them. They won't even see it coming because most of the time people, when they react that way, it's because they want you to react. You know, they're just trying to get that reaction from you. And when you don't give it to them, it's, it's very destabilizing, right? So when you give them the opposite, and you're just super kind, they don't know what to say anymore. They can't, they can't be mean. And I think, I think spreading positivity, especially right now with everything that's going on, uh, we're in a time where we need it the most, right? So. Is there a book that you have read in the self-help world that you can point to, to say that helped change my way of thinking? Is there one in particular that you think of as a favorite? Not really in terms of relationship and love stuff, but I would say Atomic Habits. Atomic oh, yeah. Habits is one that I've read, and I think it works in all aspects of your life. You know, when, when, again, you know, we talk about habits, right? So being kind can become a habit. You know, you, know, you wake up in the morning, you go out about your day, you give somebody a compliment, you know, you open the door. These are habits that you can pick up on. And, and I think that, uh, so that book for me, making whatever you do in life a habit can always bring you good results. And it's the same thing for my TikToks. You know, uh, I've basically made my TikTok thing a habit. And so by doing it a habit, now it's natural for me. It's just, it's normal for me to take that time out of my day and and hopefully make the best out of the day for somebody else. It's become a, so that one's helped me in a lot of stuff, even working out, even in relationships. You know, we talk about habits and relationships. If, if you make, you know, saying good morning, good night to your partner a habit, I mean, you're obviously going to have a nicer relationship. If you give them a kiss, good morning, a kiss, good night, every single day, make it a habit, you're going to have a better relationship. You know, so these are all little habits that I think you can integrate into your relationships and, and make them better. Is this initiative a business for you now? It is. You have over 300,000 followers on TikTok and millions of views. Are you, is it your day job basically? It's not, so I'm not, uh, here in Canada, we don't get paid for content creation. Uh, so that's that's been a major issue for a few years now. So in the United States and Australia, and I believe in the UK, uh, people do get paid for content creation and they get paid a certain amount per uh, thousand views or hundred views, things like that. Uh, it's not the case here in Canada. So this is not a job for me. This is strictly taken out of my free time. Uh, I do have a company. I haven't tapped into the company part of it on TikTok. Uh, it's probably going to come eventually, but it's not my main focus. I, I do have people, though, that love my content, that love the stuff that I do. So they have encouraged my business, though. So it has come with. Um, I can't deny that it has come with, but it's not my main focus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And can you think of a comment that meant the most to you in terms of feedback? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, well, you know, we went back, I'll go back to what I said before. I'm not a, you know, love coach or relationship coach, mm -hmm. but to be told as though that's what I've done for someone, that's pretty gratifying. So there is, you know, someone who reached out and told me that they they had been a few years actually, that they were having difficulties in their relationship with their partner. And uh, apparently the whole family started following me. And they said, we watch your videos as a family every single day. And it's brought us so much closer. And I thought that was pretty interesting because here I had the mom, the dad, the son, the daughter, everyone was on my account following my stuff and they would watch the videos together and they would try to learn from that every single day. And I found that pretty cool, pretty interesting. That's one that's really stayed so far. How did it make you feel when you read that? It's hard. It's it's hard to put an emotion to it because I'm I'm from a background where I've always done everything kind of like in silence. I've always you know I have I haven't been that person to kind of get that you know spotlight and stuff. So it's hard to wrap your head around that and, and try to understand. You know, a year ago or two years ago, nobody knew you know what I was doing or who I was. And so for somebody to come up and write you that take that time to take them you know a few minutes of their day and write you and I mean the message was like it wasn't a short message. It was like a it was a story, you know, and, and I read this story and, and I'm not going to lie. It made me tear up at the end. So it's like it's it's a mixture of gratitude, of happiness, of, of doing something great, you know, and for me, it didn't cost anything. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an effort. It, it was just done naturally. So it's 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 really fun <laughs> to get comments like that. It does motivate. And so where do you think that motivation will take you? Where, what do you see in your future? Where would you like for this path to go? Oh, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, it's so weird. That's a really good question because it could be so much has happened in the past year, right? Just in the past year. So where it will take me in the next year or two, I have no idea. You know, where do I see myself? Do I see myself eventually, you know, being invited to events and talking about my experience? Maybe, um, I just want to, I just want to help people and I just want people to understand that they're not alone. We're in a time where everybody kind of feels like that. Right. Um, and I just don't want people to feel alone. So if, if I can be somewhere giving these messages to people and they, and they get out of there and they've learned something or they've, you know, taken something from what I've said and they can keep that and it can help them in what they're doing. That for me is good enough. And if it stays like this, that's also fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's nothing, uh, I'm not looking to do anything with this. Whatever comes, comes. My eyes are open. I'm open to anything, but I'm not expecting anything out of it, really. So it gives them a great sense of connection. Do you feel a sense of connection because of all the people who have come into your community? Absolutely. I have, uh, I have, I call them my super fans, right? And so, so there's, there's super fans. So when you're doing content creation, you have people who you will recognize because, you know, you see their profile, they're always commenting, they're always liking, they're always participating in everything you do. And so, you know, sometimes you kind of lose sense of that. And one thing I've been focusing on a lot on my content creation is uh, answering, just answering to the people, you know, mm -hmm. and you can look at a lot of accounts and most people don't even answer their followers. You know, they'll comment every single video and they'll never get a response. And I try to do that. I try to do it as much as I can. So there is that feeling, yes, of, you know, two cents relationship, a two way relationship. That is absolutely. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I think that's important because it makes them feel like you value them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, exactly. 
this is a podcast about love. Yeah. I want to ask you, as someone who's speaking a lot about love publicly, yeah. what it means to you. What is love? My definition changed. Uh, it definitely changed within the past year. I think I think my uh, the work that I put on myself, the work that I've been putting out there for people, I think a year and a half ago or two years ago, my definition of love was just finding someone that you uh, that you that you love, you think you love, right? And you you build a life with them, and and you just, you know, there's a saying that I hate, uh, and I think my dad once told me this, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but he said, you find, you find the best one, you know, the person you love the most, and you live your life with them, right? But I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it's a question of finding the best one. I think it's the one that makes you feel your best, um, and that's where mine changed. So the past year, I've realized that love is not just a feeling uh, in, in terms of like emotions and stuff. It's also a feeling of where you are. And we've discussed about this quite often on my TikTok. This is why the long distance thing kind of works for me because you can, you can, someone can make you feel in love hundreds of miles away, more than someone living in your own house can. And that's kind of what happened to me. I was in a relationship where it wasn't even love anymore. Like we were two people that loved each other. We loved each other. I'm not going to say I didn't love her, but was the love there? Absolutely not. Um, I couldn't be vulnerable. I couldn't be myself. Uh, and I think that's where it changed. So my definite definition of love today is finding a best friend, finding someone that you can act goofy someone you can be vulnerable with, but also someone that knows all of your past and will never judge or use it against you. Uh, and I think that's what I would word it as today. I've had relationships that there are things, you know, most of my ex-girlfriends didn't know about me because I've kept secret because it was traumas of childhood. And I never told them because I didn't feel comfortable telling them. That really made me question a lot of stuff. And so today, the person I want to fall in love with is I want to fall in love with that person that I can sit with and be comfortable enough that she knows me inside out and never use it against me. Instead, use it with me and say, you know what? I understand what you're feeling. Let's get through it. And I want to give the same thing back because I think that all of us as human beings, we all have traumas. And I think it's important to find someone who can make you better, just, you know, grow with Patrick, thank you so much for joining us and all the best in what you're doing. You know, keep shining a light in the darkness. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me. And I wish you good luck in all of your missions as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. We love sharing love stories of all kinds, and that could include yours. So do you or someone you know have an uplifting tale to tell? Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram using at Canadian Love Map or email producer at podstarter.io. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map.